the record, right? Cheers. Welcome to Off the Record with Nick and Trey, episode 17. Me, Nick, and him, Trey. We're just hanging out in the studio. Hello. Uh, We're happy you're here with us. Last week we had Brian Brunt, our good friend, uh, guest um, speaker on the podcast. And uh, it was really great to hang out with him. And this week we do not have any guest speaker, but we are happy to be here with you anyways. Um, We may have more of that in the future. Definitely. We just have to make more friends. We just have to talk to more people. Just kidding. We have some people. We have four friends. We have four friends, but we're all kind of busy. Um, Yeah. So last week was really cool, and we're excited to see where this year ends up. Uh, We've only got one more podcast this year before we take a break for the end of the year, and then we kick it back off at the beginning. We're going to try to get a bunch of our work done so we can then come back with some cool news because we've got a lot of stuff to announce and we want you to be a part of that. And so that little break will take, give us time to kind of uh, refill the coffers, you know, spend time on the in the Logic workstation and finish a couple of our songs that we're working on and get them ready to launch. Uh, yeah, Trey, how have you been? Been good, busy, um, a lot of new stuff happening. Uh, I don't know. We're cranking away at these tracks and trying to get them ready, and uh, it's going well. We're, st- I mean, we're still learning a lot just by tweaking and um, finishing these tracks. So I'm, I'm happy about that. I think that, I mean, we're always learning. We're always we learning, always and learning. we're always finding out new ways to solve problems, which is rewarding. Um, yeah. Do you think, so me and Trey were watching, uh, we were watching some videos of people rapidly, uh, compiling samples from who, I don't remember who that was. Yeah. So it's like, I guess they were doing a live stream where they were taking random, submitted, submitted samples, submitted samples from fans and pretty much like on the fly, like just putting together like a like a track or something with these samples that they don't have any control over they just have to use them and they can and they tune them and they warp them and whatever yeah. all in logic which i appreciate because most modern uh especially like uh dj producers use ableton so getting to see some people using logic gives me like gives me hope that yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that I, there are people there are modern hip hop yeah. people doing that I think one thing that was refreshing about watching that, and I guess the thing that stood out most is like watching somebody run into the same uh, roadblocks that we do. Like there's a point, I think I mentioned this to you, there's a point where the du- the dude that was like, he was sort of putting together his track and he started, uh, he had this like e-piano thing that he was doing. And he was playing these dope chords, but he was like kind of, fumbling around with them like trying to find the right chords uh to go with this thing that he was already kind of building and um that's something that i run into a lot where it's like you're you're looking for the right chord but it kind of escapes you a little bit so you just kind of like move your fingers around until you find it then you find it and you're like well wait a second how does this fit into what i was playing before and so you like kind of play through it and then you go to record it and you have to go back and 
remember what it was so that you can play it live or play it while you're recording. Yeah. And so it's almost like you're, you, you find, you're, you're like sort of, I don't know, you're sort of in the dark, like trying to find your way and then you find it and then you have to make sure that you can repeat it. And that's totally. something like, that's kind of a challenge when you're, when you're in the creative mode and you're trying to put something down, you're trying to, um, get the right the thing that's in your head you're trying to express it through your like your performance skill on yeah. the piano and it can just like it's hard to, it's it's almost like trying to speak another language and you're trying to find the right word to use you can't really quite find it and then you find it but then you have to store it so that you can repeat it well and that and that's what's crazy about production when we're producing our music we don't really worry if we play it wrong because we can we're playing in we're recording into the midi you know piano or yeah. the midi you know whatever synth we're playing so we can move it around yeah but when you're doing it live for people yeah. like like and so the video we were watching is one of the bo- uh, boiler rooms crowdsourced episodes which is really dope and it was with Jaru Vandal, Jaru, is that Jaro maybe Jaro, whatever. But he dropped a new uh, album or EP, and it was super. I mean, it sounds super good, and his beats are really dope. Uh, but the way he was putting it all down, pretty live with like handfuls of samples, was uh, impressive, and yeah. it, it's like kind of uplifting because yeah, um, I don't know. It's fun to just hear. How other people process sound, yeah, uh, and 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 how people are inspired by goofy, especially goofy like fan submitted um, content. Content, yeah. I think that there's something really cool about. And that. it kind of goes back to some stuff that we've talked about before on previous podcasts, where it's like, it's almost easier to find your creative uh, flow when you're when you're prompted by other people's ideas a little bit you know what i mean like yeah this this guy opened a folder full of just random stuff that people have just sent them and you kind of pick through it and you're like okay well this sounds cool i want to i want to try using this so you put it in there um and that sort of like gets your brain working and that like we i mean we've done that before with like just getting getting ideas from out, outside of our uh, group um, and then kind of rolling with the idea and, and that's sort of the baseline of what we're working mm-hmm. with. I don't know. I I was pretty impressed with like how well they sort of pieced things together and made it rad. So Yeah. And, and it, it, it helps you to practice that thing where it's like if you come up with the idea like on the spot and you're like what do I do with this? It's like well, you've been practicing using a random idea and creating and, something cool with it. What I thought was the most uh, cool or interesting part of his digestion of these weird samples is how many I heard, and I'm like, oh, I'd skip that one. And he was totally like, this is dope. I'm going to use this. Yeah. And then and he would just throw it into like the flex time and shift everything about it and then yeah or Or throw it into a sampler and then use it and it was i don't know that kind of pushes me to like think about using things that i normally wouldn't yeah because you can uh 
kind of manipulate them more than you normally do uh, and make it cool. And that's something yeah. that I maybe, because I'm lazy, sometimes don't do. Yeah. That's actually another thing. Is like the other takeaway I took from this is that this this guy has his files and his like his go to tools so organized that he can he can on the fly just be like oh load up this thing and I'm gonna put down this little beat and it's like I spent so much time trying to build a beat out of just my library mm-hmm. and that that can take up all of my time that I might have like at that at that moment um so it was kind of inspiring to see like he's he's got all of his tools ready and kind of organized in a way where he can do this literally on a streaming video and make it work just because he's got all this stuff like you take something completely random and you bring all of your tools that you use all the time you have all that ready so you can just kind of yeah, make it into something using what you already have. I don't know, but I do appreciate that he's using like his samples are all his 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 samples are all run through EXS. So like he he it's not there. He's using the same thing that we're using. Yeah, like he sets up his drums in EXS, and you can see them all right there. Um, and then he throws in the like his his uh samples from the people and right there is like one that's all flex adjusted what's funny is he's it looks like he's using logic nine yeah um so this is almost like a throwback looking at this because i remember seeing the esx label on the track and yeah, also they, like a lot of this looks familiar from when we were you, first getting into logic and do they still and this was posted like a week ago yeah <laughs> which is which is cool. I mean, well, that looks like an older MacBook, so definitely. Well, I both mean, of yeah. them are. But if you buy it, you get the update. Yeah, and you, you don't want to. Yeah, update. I don't know. But I love it, that he's got the library on the right tab open, but there's he's not doing anything with it, so it's just a waste of space. Yeah. Uh, classic. There's a lot of waste of space, wasted space in Logic. You gotta just shut all that down. But I do appreciate that Boiler Room puts this together because they do really freaking great uh, live performances as well. Yeah. That was fun to watch. And I liked watching them play on the MPK 249. Yeah. That looks, I mean, it looks like it is a dope little thing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I thought thought about getting, well, I haven't thought about it. I plan on getting a a new... uh, MIDI uh, MIDI keyboard that has a lot of that like the knobs and pads mm-hmm. and stuff currently I I use the uh, it's the Korg uh, what is it the mini mini key or something I don't know something like that I can't remember what it's called micro key and it's like super tiny it's got a couple wheels and that's it like two wheels and the keys and that's it so it's kind of limited as to like what you can map to your shit yeah um i mean it it works well for shows because you know it's compact and it's easy to move around and it's doesn't take up a lot of space we don't have to have like a separate stand for it but i think for like producing like something like that would be helpful just because you could use a lot of the 
stuff and play around with it. I don't know. Yeah. Will you, I mean, I have the, what's this one? The LPK 25, the Akai. Yeah. It's like a mini keyboard. And, but, and, uh, I like it. It's got real keys. Yeah. Small mini keys, but real keys. And, it, but there's no, there's no wheels. Yeah. yeah. The wheels are essential for totally. me because that's how I've, like, sort of, that's how I, I use those when performing. So it's like, yeah, Being able it, to do the pitch wheel and the mod wheel, like kind of at the same it's time, pretty like, important. Pressing a button is not going to do it for no. me. No, and um, so we have this, and then a lot of times we'll use uh, the iPad app yeah, for the, Logic, which is yeah. pretty useful when you're writing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's useful because you can kind of like for doing MIDI stuff, like if you have your key in logic like if you set up a key you can do like chromatic scales um yeah automatically to where it's like you can kind of get ideas without worrying about like oh, i'm playing the wrong fucking notes because i totally. don't know what i'm doing um, you can, yeah you can set it to whatever scale you're using in the song yeah which is epic so that's helpful so if you don't have that and you do have an ipad and logic that's a good uh, that's a good little bonus it's not yeah. it doesn't cost anything it's free yeah free app but just logic to, is not free yeah you just have to connect it to you yeah. to you know it all works pretty soon i actually did download that recently but i haven't had a chance to use it yet um, it's uh it's nice and one one of the things i use in the in the logic app a lot when i'm just brainstorming is the chord strips because mm-hmm. the chord strips will actually play the chords within the key that you set in your logic uh on your computer when you set the key there your chord strips on your iPad will play around that progression or that uh, key which is cool because then you can kind of brainstorm whatever you want within the key which is nice when you're like I don't know I've started writing around certain keys in the past two years because those are the keys that work the best for us yeah, and we're trying to avoid the, some of the keys we used to play a lot, like yeah. B flat, yeah. which is not well, the easiest key to play yeah. or sing. And so, but we somehow wrote a ton of songs. Yeah, we've there. come a long way with like being strategic around the the key of the song. Because mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, we play we write songs in keys that we that don't really fit our vocal range, or or so we'd either we, be singing too high or too low. Sure, or we write. Yeah, we write songs and keys that kind of fit the vocal range, but then they're Im- nearly impossible to play because they're so complex yeah. on the keyboard. Uh, that's challenging. But the chord strips, I feel like I'm cheating, but um, in the reality of rapid prototyping of songs, yeah, it's, uh, it's all right for you to use those little shortcuts to just find what you're looking for. You know, and and then once you're there, then you can finesse it in the in your piano roll, uh, and then once you put it down on the real keyboard while you're playing it, it's like you add a little flourish here and there, bada bing, bada boom, you got yourself a special song that's yeah. unique to you. That's interesting. It like the goal with that is not to cheat, even though it seems like it's like well, you're just not talented enough to play what you want to play. Sure. That's not the point, I don't think. I think the, the, the goal with what you're describing is like 
what you're doing is you're just breaking down barriers that keep you from having an authentic expression and and finding the the feel and the vibe and the story along the way um breaking down those uh those things that keep you from progressing into that creative flow exactly is is more valuable than the fact that you might not be able to just improvise on a keyboard to like whatever you but, know what but I mean? even but even not not even like that you can't improvise on the keyboard because i have a piano right outside this room yeah and i played it today but I don't have I don't have a like like these guys on on what is this thing called crowdsourced. They got the MPK two forty nine. It's got freaking three octaves on it or something, four octaves, and like in front of me I have the Akai twenty five which has two octaves, or I've got the chord strips which are infinite octaves. And like it's really fast. Like it's yeah. not about it's not about not being able to. It's about it's all about time. Yeah, yeah. Right? And it's about momentum. It's like if you have an totally. idea, you want to get it out quick before you lose it. Totally. And you might only have an hour because yeah. we are busy people. You might only have an hour to to put down your concept. Yeah. And so like running with the concept you've got. Or the idea you've got, putting down the chords in the chord strip and laying it down in logic, and it's nine, or maybe it's eight thirty, and you got to be at your job at nine. It's like you're getting it down because we're real people. We're real people that have real obligations that don't have the time to spend all day working on some one single yeah. stu- stupid idea. Yeah. It's like I only have this amount of time to work on my stupid or, ideas. Or the resources. I mean, that the Akai 25 or whatever, that's probably like under 100 bucks. I think so. And I think it's like 50 bucks. This the MPK 249 is what probably close to 200 bucks or maybe even more, maybe, maybe 400. Two, yeah, I don't I don't know. That's an expensive piece of piece of equipment. And Machinery. so it's like yeah. It's like when you're starting out, you don't have you know, five grand to drop on a bunch of studio equipment just to sit around and write. Yeah. Yeah. So like as you progress and as you grow as a musician, you acquire that stuff over time. Like, you know, because you're trying to solve problems, like solve problems like, Oh, I need a key. I need a simple keyboard so that I can play what I'm thinking, um, and record it in MIDI in real time. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, the cheapest option is to get a little mini keyboard like that. And that's kind of what we've used um, both for recording and for performing because, you know, we used to have the, like the little micro synths, um, which are dope and, you know, really fun to play with. Um, but with the amount of time we put into the production of it in Logic or in whatever software, it it becomes easier to just use soft software synths sure. um, because that's what that's what you are writing in and so like that's the sound that you're making so for us it's been easier to to just port those port those software synths into like main stage or something and just play play the literally the synth that's in the track yeah and, I, I agree do you yeah. do you think trey that logic will ever release their own hardware synth no never never <laughs> they're making apps on the iPad. That's what they're into. That's yeah. that's what their their goal is, I think. It's to like why would they need to create hardware that they are, they already have the hardware. It's an iPad. But but I'm saying for professionals. 
No, like, they don't this, care about this. This isn't pro- for professionals, dude. That's not profe- for for professionals. Apple does not care about professionals. But Apple is built. Apple is built around a stable professional environment for any creative endeavor. That's a nice idea. But the fact, the fact, and I've talked to you about, about like main stage is for for performers. That's, that's great. The, yeah. There's a lot of software out there for performers. Or, uh, but, but the fact that their new MacBook Pros have nothing but USB-C ports, and there's no backwards compatibility with any of the expensive uh, mm-hmm. recording hardware that we've already have. There's no solutions out there except like a shitload of dongles. They're not concerned about professional recording musicians. They'll never put out any kind of hardware to um, contribute to that endeavor. They're all about software. They're not about hardware. And and they're actually they're actually um, debilitating their own hardware. Their their laptops. They're they're taking shit away from it that makes it less. Um, less of a utility, you sure. know what I mean. So I don't think they, I don't think they'd ever create hardware for yeah. the sake of helping um, musical creatives. I think it's all about a software environment, and uh, how do you create a machine that streamlines the software environment? Yeah, you know what I mean. They're not about hardware, and that's that. I mean, that's clear to me through the way that they've taken away. But, but even like I'm, we're on Apple.com right now under their accessories, under the creativity. Okay, well, they do have some hardware here. So, but but they have the. But I will bet you that this hardware connects through what USB A, which you have to buy a dongle to use. But they have the Rolly. Which is the Songmaker kit, which is the same thing as my Akai Twenty Five, except for it's it. it's the it's the the one that you can add um, expression, it's, yeah, some vibrato, or whatever. some vibrato through your finger. So each key is a soft um, foam pad where you can roll your fingers around and add vibrato naturally. It's like it's like rubber. A rubber keyboard, pretty yeah, much. How much is that? Six hundred bucks. Six hundred bucks, and I think Brian has the who was on our podcast last week. Yeah, we talk about it every time. This or he has a lar- a larger one, but then they have they have like the Apogee one, which is a uh, audio interface. They they have a lot of audio interfaces. Oh, there's some MIDI keys right there. Yeah, they got some of the MIDI. Key- They're all small, but. Then they have the Rolly Light Pad, which is like a, it's like a launch pad, but kind of more different. And then they have got the the Seaboard Block. I think this might be what Brian has. Yeah, that's the that's the same thing as the other one, except it doesn't have all the extra shit. Yeah, which you don't. It's those things are. Uh, you can add that little bit on the end. Little, for for oh. an extra three hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, you can have the little pads. Um, but, the, but this is what blows my mind about Apple is they have like, you've got these mics, the condenser mics, and then you've got these iRig MIDI groove controller, which is like a launch pad, but it's not. Um, yeah. They have all these, uh, or the, the Apogee Duet, which is like super st- a staple for home s- studios. Like I yeah. think Brian has this. Yeah, he had, yeah he does. Or or he had. So, the, he had the, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they do put a lot of time into the hardware. But well, I well, just this don't. is this is they are they're not they're not 
they are not putting time into the hardware. They're putting in time into allowing hardware to be uh, a part of their store. Yeah. They don't make it. They didn't make any of this. Yeah. This is all just available. Yeah. So I think you're right though that they are allowing people to do all the hard work, the heavy lifting for creatives. And then they are making a product that supports it through the software. Unfortunately, all of this hardware relies very heavily on either USB-A or they're made for your phone, which like this, um, this like uh, uh, this mic for the phone, it goes into your lightning bolt or thunderbolt, whatever it is. But then they got this uh, acoustic rig that goes into your headphone jack. So the the, the iPhone you can't 10, put on the you, iPhone. Can't, yeah. you can't use that. It's fast. This is a they got yeah. the Rode mic, the Video Micro Mobile, which is for your phone, but their phones don't quite support that anymore. You have to have it's just adapter land. Yeah, tons of adapters, and it's like I I get the the appeal of USB C. I I understand and I accept that it's a better uh, yeah. it's a better conduit for transferring information, and that's great, but. Until it's widely accepted, yeah, you need to make your product backwards compatible with stuff that people already spent thousands of dollars buying, but want to keep want to keep buying the new stuff, you know? Because I mean, the new MacBooks are dope; they're very powerful, they're very cool. Yeah, but the fact that there's no fucking ports on them kills. Like it's I, I tough. can't, I can't get a, like. I'm currently on a older generation MacBook, but all of my audio interface and every everything I've spent money on to have for recording at home relies on FireWire, uh, Lightning Bolt, all that stuff that's part of the old generation of MacBooks. And it's like, I'm fucked. I can't get a new MacBook or else I, I'll have to buy a shitload of dongles. It'll be a fucking mess. Nothing will work right. And... I don't know. You've done well. Um, I've got all the dongles. So. With, with your dongle situation. I this dongle, I had literally am using the eGPU as the mega dongle. Yeah. That Because that, I, I use that because it's more convenient. Yeah. Um, I was just looking up online. Like, here, here's my question. I w- literally didn't know this until just now. Okay, if USB-C, which, which Windows is going the same way. Yeah. They're all, and, and, uh, Android and Apple. The new iPads are USB-C. Okay. Wrap your head around that. But why are there no USB-C jump drives? I've never seen one. So I searched for them just now. This was my, this was my conundrum. But I found that through Apple, there's a 64 gig USB-C 64 gig. It's rated very poorly, <laughs> but it is USB-C. And it's only 34 bucks, which is cheaper than a lot of but there's Apple 100, 128 brands. There's 128 for 40. Oh, there you go. That's not, that's not too bad, but, um, but that, that is, like, think of, like, what the hell do you use your USB-A's for aside from, uh, like, it's hard drives and audio interfaces for creatives yeah. and I have my Wacom tablet and 
you know, like there's a lot of accessories that use US or USB A. Sure. Oh, most of them for like just charging, which is fine. Charging I mean, that's definitely. Convenient. So so what happens? This is another question. So what happens? Like we smoke our e-cigarettes, okay? You it literally runs off of a USB A driven charge. Yeah. I have a, a a strip right here with USB A, a power strip with USB A in it. But like, if all the computers and everything move away from that, do you think that those are going to conform to a USB C? Does that make sense to have? non-computer devices charging on computer ports it seems confusing to me like yeah. why is that even a thing yeah uh, it, convenience basically you know USB-C was was huge for a long time and that was like that was like the main port for any anything like anything can connect to it anything can get power from it it's, it was like a it's universal that's the point. It, was, it felt very universal point. and it, it's so much that they made power strips that they sell at like Fred Meyer well you freaking go to the airport and the charging stations have plugs and they also have USB-C USB-A. or USB-A. USB-A yeah because it's so widely accepted so I support that USB-C may, may be the next thing but it's kind of bold to create a laptop where Literally, all there is is USB-C, which is a newer technology, which I support. But there's n- there's nothing else on it. There's an audio sure. jack. And totally. iPhones, there's nothing. I'm there's glad, not even an audio jack. I am glad it's all on Bluetooth my, and Wi-Fi and shit. I'm glad on my computer that there is an uh, eighth-inch headphone jack. If there if there weren't, I'd be bummed. Yeah, but how about this? Like we're fortunate enough to be able to afford the, the audio interface that, that we're currently using for recording. Mm-hmm. But like the profile that I have at home is Firewire. And Firewire was a, um, it's basically a, a failed in, interface. It's not like you literally cannot find adapters for it. Well, I mean, you can, but it's like, kind of a bitch to find yeah. shit that Firewire will plug into and it's like that's what I'm stuck with and it's like well I guess I have to buy an audio interface that is you know forwards compatible rather than than uh, computer companies being thoughtful about what kind of formats they support with their hardware sure which I think is I, well, I don't know I will say that that Firewire was the fastest connection at one point. Yeah. Until US well, until USB three A, USB USB A version three came out, I think. Yeah. And then literally like the concept of Firewire was was derived for audio because it could transfer faster than audio files would need. Yeah. And that's, I mean, which should be the goal when you're transferring audio live through an audio interface. Um, But audio, but USB, I think USB 3 or or maybe even 2 was faster or fast enough to transfer all that data. Yeah. So then FireWire did lost its it's kind of value which is fine i'm i'm fine with that but it's like i feel like the there should be a responsibility a little bit for 
there to for for companies who develop laptops to provide uh, solutions for backwards compatibility. And here's here's an example. When you got your iPhone X, ten, what yes, accessories exactly. did it come with? Uh, for, it, came, it came with a headphone adapter. Okay, and so it, a, it came it. with the USB thing. That you plug in your headphones to yeah. USB C, or to yeah to to Trent yeah or okay. not to USB C to Thunderbolt oh. or Lightning Bolt. Wait, iPhone it's, X uses it's not on USB C. What the fuck, man? <laughs> it's not. Where's my? What the fuck? So all of their new freaking all their, their new, new computers are using USB C ports but, only, but, but their can, iPhone won't even use a USB C. No, so I have to have a USB. I actually have to have a. I use a USB A to um, Lightning Bolt, which is <laughs> right here. Does that not seem weird to you? Well, but they're but the new iPads have USB C. Totally. So I have to assume that the new um, iPhone XL or whatever, what which, is it which, they, which they're technically calling, I don't know if on the iPads, but on the the laptop they call Thunderbolt Two, I think. Yeah. Because they've they're or Lightning Bolt Two or one of those. So my computer runs on USB C, but it is technically better than USB C because there is. You can they power it and something it's faster or something yeah so they have the lightning bolt too they call it that makes no sense man that, well it doesn't like, make sense because they don't know where they're going and that's the problem with with Apple is that they've lost their focus um, they don't, they literally don't know where they're going they're trying well, to make things better but they don't have a a solid ecosystem that, that's kind of my original point. My yeah. original point was MacBooks are not for musician professionals. They are for software professionals. Okay, so then back up. So think about the computers you think you should you should see or you would see at DJ events or at live music events. Who what what brand would you see on stage? What brand do you expect to see on stage? It would be Apple. It would definitely be Apple. So why the... F- what is... is Dongles it- for days, dude. <laughs> Dongles for everything. That is the new solution for every problem for anybody who has hardware that is yeah. not Apple branded. Dongles. Dongles for days. Well, and, and that's what, not what, an acceptable solution me, to me. What kills me is that the dongles are acceptable... When they're in an office or like in our studio, but when you're on stage, the more things that are plugged in, or the more separations. Yeah, you already plugs, have mixers. You have yeah. mics. You have fucking uh, interfaces. Like I have, we got we, we have, have our light show. Shit. Our light show runs off USB. D- yeah, DMX stuff where you have to have some some kind totally. of interface to transmit totally the fucking DMX, and it's like. You gotta, you you gotta like. Well, we can't, we can't. All of that is already unruly and unpredictable. Yeah. So having a dongle on each of those is just adding one layer of fury. Yeah. For us, we it's, already talked about our worst shows ever. I know. And like, 
those were caused by nearly no dongles. <laughs> and so think about that with, uh, and dongles don't, the problem is that dongles, each, each separation of the cable slows down the transmission of data. And creates variables that you can't fucking predict. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's the hard part is that... Like, if, like if, if you the wire the, gets loose, the, which one is it? Like, well, what, what's totally. not working? Well, and so there's have, like... If there's, you have the USB 3, the, the fat 3.1, the fastest USB A that you can have, and you have to run it through a dongle, it'll automatically drop it down to like a US, like USB 2 because the dongles don't support that speed. Yeah. The dongles aren't as fast as all of your other gear. Um, and so do add that complication across all of your data, all of your hardware and software. Yeah. And you're just asking for a bad time. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody I, can I mean, data like, check that, but I, I believe that's true. Yeah. And Apple's, Apple's not obligated to cater to my specific professional needs. And I understand that, but it's like when you offload the obligation to um, create solutions or to, for third parties to create solutions to solve problems that you didn't care about, that bugs me. You know what I mean? But, but they, it's like because what, what made the dongles though? The dongles are. We just established <laughs> that the dongles are stupid, that, stupid solution, and it's not their, really a solution. But that is their. But you know their what I mean? Solution. Like, let's say some third parties. Like, cool. We created this audio interface that interfaces all these different types of data, that makes all of your musical equipment work together in yeah. an ecosystem. Great. Apple didn't make that. Apple's counting on that kind of stuff to be created by other companies sure. as a solution to their decision not to support stuff that they've supported before. Or to, to push forward into a faster transmission solution. Yeah. That's, that's, I understand Apple's, Apple's solution or their stance, um, but you're right. That, that what happens is then the third party makes it and the problem is that the third a lot of third party manufacturers make the thing it's great it's expensive as shit chinese manufacturers then make that same thing that is what we all buy and then that's a piece of fucking crap <laughs> you know like that's just the nature of of uh non-patented kind of manufacturing i don't know it it just bugs me to to not like the original question was like do you think that apple would create a synthesizer yeah and i like Like, i just don't i just don't their application i think apple's game is to count on third parties to use their platform to create solutions for them and i think that that's a that's a shitty cop-out if you're gonna like dominate a market, you should own your fucking product. You know what I mean? You should own it, and you should cre- you should be the one creating solutions for people. Yeah. People will buy it, but you shouldn't count on oh, we're just gonna do whatever, and uh, whoever this affects, like somebody will pick up the slack. Somebody will figure out something. There's always a solution. It's like that's not that's not what Apple has historically been about 
and that's what bugs me is like i i like i i've liked the products because of the the powerful um it it enables us to create our music mm. right and so when they just kind of pull the rug out by getting rid of fucking ports like any ports or banking on like oh there's just do a dongle for that okay well i only have 3 usb c ports so so for the the five pieces of equipment that i need to perform my music you expect me to to have a a splitter and several dongles just to be able to do what i was able to do on the old version mm-hmm. without all that shit which we never had five ports on there i'm we? just it, it was but i but i understand you know your, what i mean your issue and maybe that maybe the problem let's back up a second is that apple has decided boldly to not just make computers or software but they're also making creative software so Apple actually produces iMovie and GarageBand and Logic Pro. Main stage. Main stage. And so the problem is that they've, if you're going to dip your toes and make a platform for musicians in particular to produce their music in the, the most exceptional way, then when it comes to uh, performance or empowering us to use that software in a situation that we need the computer all of a sudden Apple who made our computer and made the software they're not actually paying attention to what we need it for yeah and so it's like there's a disconnect and, and they, they it, that's the end of the road they don't put enough, enough thought into the utility of it Sure. They put the thought into the, oh, we want to make uh, this environment where everything's proprietary and you have to have a MacBook in order to use this software. Sure. And you're going to get used to it and it's going to be awesome and you're going to learn how to use it and that's what you're going to use. See, but, see, but I, I think that we're only putting that pressure on them because they made the hardware for the computer, the, the, the OS software... And the music produ- production software. Think about Ableton. Ableton Live It's a great piece of software. Yeah. It's on the grid. It's lovely. You can mix all that shit. What else have they done? <laughs> Aside from that, I mean... Well, it, they make hardware for their software. But I don't know. Novation, dude? No, Is Novation owned by... Ableton? I thought that they, they might not be. Let's look. But, but Novation, I don't... It, it, I don't think... Yeah, I don't think it's all... The two separate companies? I think they're two separate companies. Uh, Novation and Akai, uh, uh, those both make hardware directly for Ableton. Um, yeah, maybe Novation's just Ableton the... like the uh, live hardware. Let's look straight for the source. Oh, able well, they able to push. That yeah. is made by them. Okay. Maybe but, that's, but that's not Novation, right? No, I think you're right. But the, so, so what I'm saying is that Ableton is not promising more than their own software. Yeah. So when they deliver hardware, we just are like stoked. So so the 
Look, the, so yeah, they're are separate companies that Akai are developing the hardware and Novation, but but still the this is the APC forty that that Ableton's pushing on their on their website. They're not even pushing their own live like what uh, their own uh, what's it called push. Mm-hmm. Then why is that not here? Where's the push? It's right there. But it dedicated Ableton Live controllers. I feel like push should be in this list. All they have is a launch pad and the APC forty MK two. Click on push. What's that? Uh, no, uh, yeah, I didn't like that yellow type. No, I don't either. Um, yeah. So they, but this was this was an answer to the launch pad, right? Like yeah. this was a a response to that in a way that would uh, connect to Ableton. And yeah, but the other thing is like they. Look at that guy. He's moving so fast. Just, we're watching a video on, uh, on the Here's the thing, website. though, is like, regardless of whether Ableton has hardware that is dedicated, you know, with through Novation or Akai or whatever, mm-hmm. or their own shit, which... Um, the push is dope. It looks dope. It's but expensive. regardless of whether they have that stuff, you still need a computer to plug it into. You do, and and Ableton's not worried about that. Ableton does not worry about the computer you're going to have to get. If you called them up and said, hey, I bought your software. I don't have a computer for it. What am I supposed to do? They would literally laugh at you and be like, you're an idiot. (laughs) They'd be like, go either buy it. And what's great about Ableton is they would say, you go buy a PC or go buy a Mac. Uh, Good luck. That's not our forte. You can buy a push, so but the, you still need a. But that's that's what I'm saying, though. It's like companies that create computers where you can use all this stuff. If they're gonna tout that they are in the business of helping professionals create, they're the ones that are creating the means to to uh, create. To harbor that, to harbor that creativity. Sure. And it just doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like Apple uh, really but, cares about hardware-based creativity. It cares about sure. software-based creativity. Well, uh, and, and and maybe maybe the dongle thing is stifling our creativity because if we don't want to buy a dongle, we're screwed. And we are stuck with solely the keyboard typer. Keyboard. We could type everything. <laughs> we, we type could, every. We, we could type all of our music. We could, but we, but we. And we could. We, we don't could, because we need to play live. We could. We could just. I don't know. We could write a program that'll play our music for us, and we'll just stand there. We that's stand what, there and look cool. That's what able. We that's what we do is we export our stuff and then we have Ableton play it all. <laughs> So <laughs> we do play some of it. Tricks on you. Not all of it. Um, Jokes on you. Anyways, Jokes on you. we kind of ranted about Apple. I'm that's something that I'm always like kind of upset about. Is because I'd like to get, I'd like to get a new computer, and I know that my current computer is gonna shit out at some point, and I'm worried about if my computer shits out and I have to get a new one. I'm going to have to get a new one and I'm going to have to spend a shitload more money to buy a bunch of new shit that I don't need because I already have it. I just mm-hmm. can't use it. 
And that that bugs me. It bugs me that that's a reality. But, it, you know, it might not matter. It might not matter at that point. So I'm not, I'm not sure what I'm upset about. It just seems un, it just seems unfair. It, it seems unfair as as a as a musician that's sort of trying to figure shit out and trying to just create. It's another uh, roadblock yeah. where it's yeah. like, well, I'm gonna have to like figure out how to, you know, get a bunch of shit to where I can continue creating. Like like dongles, if you have yeah, to. I have to buy a shit ton of dongles just so they can plug in all the stuff, or or buy new stuff, which is way more expensive. Yeah, and it's like that's the that's the that's the shitty part about progress is, um, sometimes you can't afford to participate. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think even <clears throat> beyond that, aside from not being able to afford being able to participate is that along with uh, cultural progress you have to be able to be willing to jump into something that you don't really want only because that is the only option that will move forward in the uh, technology that you have in front of you yeah. So like you have to kind of jump into it. Like this is why I got I got my new computer because this is this is what is available. Yeah. And and uh, and progress is hard, but progress is good because the the processors fast. The I got you know the video cards fast. The memory is yeah. ample. Well, with all the video stuff you do, you needed yeah. that. So. And, but but I mean my computer's already it's still like about to fall apart and I got this less than a year ago <laughs> but but the, the idea of being willing to jump in I think for for people like us is it when you can afford it it or if you can't afford it it's like aiming for aiming for cultural or cultural technological progress will help you, really in your in your creative process because you you are whether or not you want to to use dongles you're still getting the best of the best yeah and that removes the hurdles of your old machine you yeah have to, you have to you're choosing your battles yeah and the old machines hurdles were not the same as the new machine and if the new machine hurdles is a dongle, that should be in comparison fine because the old machine hurdles were the straight up like loading time of your application sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, which do you want? Do you want your computer to crash while you're recording your audio or do you want it to have a lame ass dongle? For every like every peripheral you have exactly <laughs> and 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 when you're when you're somebody like us who's who's like our time is valuable we're recording carefully we uh we have let's say two hours to record an entire album of yeah. vocals it's like we need our computer to not crash yeah the, as long as we don't touch the dongles they should work 
Yeah, and I did touch it the other day. And you it did. Fucking broke everything. And, and that's why today I hooked it back up to the GPU actually, because <laughs> I was like, I, I like I don't so know. I, I, I've been testing. Back I literally and forth. just moved the computer so that I could see the screen a little better, and it totally. Sh- and that's everything. that's this thing. Yeah. That's what the, this it's whole a do- thing it's a dongle. fucked up because it's a double dongle. Look, uh, plugs into both. Yeah, but then it gives you this double dongle by. Um, verbatim gives you it plugs into the two USB-C ports on the MacBook Pro gives you two more USB-C ports so it replaces the ones you've lost plus two USB-A a uh, SD card and a micro SD card Yeah, which is rad but I will say that that the oh and a um, HDMI on the back oh, which sure. is really nice yeah but I will say that that all of these, the speed is decreased. Yeah. If you plug in through a dongle, your speed is decreased. So um, only if you're transferring huge files will you probably notice, but you might notice. So. Yeah. I don't um, know. Anyways, the, the, the point is, is like what you were saying is right. And it's like you buy into new technology because it's better even if it's not ideal even even if it's like inconvenient for you to buy into it um at the same time though i i i still i still think that there needs to be a little bit more consideration Um, i think there needs to be accountability yeah, I like, think that's the uh, consideration is will only happen when there's accountability. Yeah, and people need to express that the importance of the creative culture. Like as a designer, there's a ton of people in the community that get really frustrated by by this exact thing because uh, like it's all of a sudden like the Wacom tablet thing alone is infuriating because designers that use Wacom tablets are so fluidly connected with them that then all of a sudden using a dongle, it it does affect the way you work, I think. Yeah. And like... Well, yeah, I, like peripherals like that, it's an extension of your body almost. Yeah. Because well, it's, it, like, it's like that's tablets, the tool you use to create... It's not the computer itself, it's the tool. And so like just like a fucking MIDI controller, if I can't plug that into my computer because the, my computer doesn't have the port that it needs and I have to buy an extra piece of equipment in order to have my keyboard that I already bought a long time ago and it was the cheapest one because I couldn't fucking afford a better one. Like But that's how we are though, you know, sometimes yeah, it's like but, that's what you you get the the best that you can get. Yeah, but my my point is, is that that keyboard is an extension of my body that I'm using to create my shit. And I don't think that that there's enough consideration for that. It's like that is a piece of me. That's a piece of my creative endeavor. And if there's nowhere to put like plug it into, you're you're disabling me. Because this is what like it's not this like the software and all that stuff is is fine and I, I can work with software but if you're taking away something physical that I interact with my, with my body like a Wacom tablet and, and you're you're making it useless it's like fuck man 
um, that's a huge roadblock for my creativity. It's a huge problem. It's a huge problem that I now have to solve in order to continue creating. Yeah. And maybe the future of uh, peripherals is all Bluetooth. Or, you know, like, <laughs> like the Apple can't even get that shit right. My Bluetooth, like, Bluetooth fucking sucks still. Bluetooth does suck. My Bluetooth mouse is, is and keyboard are, my Bluetooth keyboard's fine. The mouse is, half the time it's, not working that great. Yeah. Um, but I can't say that I, on my work computer, which is the new generation of MacBook, I haven't had problems with Bluetooth. But on my older computer, hmm. which was just the generation before, I had problems all the time with my Bluetooth to the point where I stopped using Bluetooth on it because it fucking sucked. And it's like, if that's what the future is, that's fine. But that's some like. It's got to be better. It's got to. It's got to have solutions, man. There's got to be solutions, and you gotta. You gotta account for the solutions. I just make it like. better. Yeah, that's all I want. Make it all better. Uh, yeah, that's. I sound like a fucking entitled piece of shit because it's like, oh, make this for me because I'm important. That's not what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is like, if you're, if you're pushing your own product, um, without regard for who's using the product um you've kind of lost your way especially i will say that the the reason i i agree with that which is it's a bold statement to say like look at me who who's the the your target demographic yeah look at me and appeal to me i think that that's a bold statement that most people shouldn't be able to say to brands i think that when people do often it's unmerited but MacBook Pros are are specifically made for more than they're not they're not uh freaking uh the the Google what are they what are they called Pixelbook or whatever no yeah what's that called that you just for the web oh Chromebook Chromebook they're not Chromebooks. They're not made for word processing people. It's like it's not made for your email and your Facebooks and your freaking Amazon.com. It's made to make it's fucking made money. to actually be a professional making stuff. So uh, uh, making sure that you are reacting sincerely and delicately to your people like us who are especially musicians. I think the musicians in particular get the short end of the stick because uh, design like Microsoft or not Microsoft uh, Apple has a huge partnership with Adobe and so designers in particular get a huge freaking clump of the attention because so many use MacBook Pros um, that being said I, I have not seen any of that attention as a designer but I think that musicians in particular get the short end of the stick because the peripherals that are made for uh, musicians are often a, kind of a second thought and, and never quite the primary concern. Um, and maybe that's because musicians are broke. Yeah. And yeah. money doesn't come from musicians. Yeah, and, but that's just despite the fact that Apple has all this proprietary software that is industry-leading software. Like, people use it. Sure. 
and it's like I don't know I feel like if you have this whole suite of music software on your platform peripheral shouldn't be an afterthought it shouldn't sure. be something musicians should have to worry about you should have if, if you're selling something I feel like I'm just like a broken record now but like yeah, if you're selling better. something to musicians use our product use our software that's great don't stand in the way of of allowing musicians to use it you know what I mean totally well and and, and maybe that's maybe we can leave it at that <laughs> but hope that there's something more coming like hope that in this big transitional period which we we are in one where the peripherals can do more and move faster but they have to be organized in the new format yeah so maybe in the next couple years we're going to see better peripherals for creatives that are de- designed and developed through USB-C or or whatever, Bluetooth, well, I don't know. Um, I mean, there are Wacom tablets that are set up in Bluetooth and they work great, I think. I don't know. I don't have one, but <laughs> I have a USB-A one, but I've heard that they're great. I see on here that there's only, let's see how many issues there are with the, there's only 500,000 issues with the Bluetooth connectivity. For Wacom tablets, five hundred thousand. That's not. That's there's a few, there's a couple, and the the USB C jump drives are only rated two and a half stars. They're getting there. <laughs> they're enough. only thirty bucks. So. They're only, they're only thirty bucks, um, but two and a half stars for that. It's like maybe that's going to happen. They like real yeah. things are going to happen. But until then, we have to just use dongles used dongles which are 50 bucks a piece or 30 bucks a whatever they are a piece and it just kind of breaks your heart breaks your wallet breaks the bank and uh and and it, and it kind of causes a pause in your creative flow um to have to deal with that sometimes um yeah but that being said logic it's fine. My computer today has been uh, having overload problems every time we hit the space bar. Only the space bar, not when we double click on the timeline, oddly enough. Um, and no other applications are open, which is frustrating. Another hurdle. No dongles. That's not a dongle problem. No. This is a straight up software problem. Um, but we're getting there, you know. It's all just a process, man. You work with what you got. You do work. You you have to. I mean, think about it 50 years ago. Think about 30 years ago. It's like... We'd be we'd be in like a barbershop quartet or something. <laughs> singing on the corner. We don't we, even I have mean, we could do We could do like reel-to-reel tape recording, but... I don't know. We don't. Have, we would. Me and you would probably, regardless. We wouldn't be able to afford that. <laughs> five, five to ten to to fifty years ago, We'd we would just be standing on the street. It'd just be barbershop quartet singing. with a hat, with yeah. our top hats out, and we'd tip collecting them to people. Yeah, to collecting get money, money from them. 
I know doing we've the old been bus. we've been together for over ten years now, but still five five to ten years ago we'd still be on the street. <laughs> That's how, yeah, we're we're that dedicated to the to the uh, busking platform. Busking platform never had any dongles. No, <laughs> it didn't. <laughs> yeah, so whatever. Okay, we're gonna end it there. We yeah. uh, that was a full rant conversation. Yeah, but I think it's valuable because we're all in this together and we're all dealing with the same challenges together. Uh, so that leads me to the question: If you're listening to this, what are you using? Are you using a PC? How mobile is that PC? Are you happy with the specs? Are you happy with the connectivity? Or if you're using a Mac and you're playing shows, what kind of dongle uh, challenges and finagling are you having to use to make your show work? Um, I'd really love to hear if anybody's using uh, like synced light shows or um, synthesizers connected to main stage or Ableton uh, and just to hear kind of how you manage the, the... challenge of that for a live show because it's really frustrating so if you're on anchor uh why don't you leave us a voice message because we would love to hear one we have not heard one yet so be our first first one yeah be our first voice message we'll spend a whole podcast talking about yeah we'll probably call you in uh because that we're stoked about that so um yeah and that's it so thank you for listening yeah sorry about the rant uh Sorry, but not sorry. I'm very passionate about dongles. Well, we're very passionate about if uh, kind of being an, an effective creator and efficiency within our platforms that we use and the and the computers and software we use. So, I think that you guys will appreciate it because we all hate that shit. And um, thank you for listening to Off the Record with Nick and Trey, episode seventeen. 2018 is coming to an end. We've got one more episode next week before we take a break. Uh, We're going to share something special next week. You'll have to wait and see. But you'll probably get to hear something real nice. It might just be our sweet voices, but it might be something else. So, uh, we hope you um, stay creative. Keep making stuff. Share your share your creations with us and share this podcast with anybody that you think might be interested. And we'll talk to you in a week. Bye. Bye. Uh, this is off the record, right? <laughs>